Social media is buzzing with those who call themselves influencers. Influencers often attract followers by drawing attention by what they do, where they visit, and ultimately themselves. Join the Care Pastors in this five-week series entitled Influencers, where they will discuss how to be an influencer not for yourself, but for God and His kingdom. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Care Ministries podcast at Brookwood Church. Uh, I'm Gene Beckner, I'm the care pastor here, and I'm with two fine gentlemen, Associate Care Pastors Doug Wildman. How you doing? And Josh Masters. Hey everyone, welcome back. And we have Marissa at the helm. Marissa at the helm. We have a new helm master. Yes. Is that a right word? It can be. It can be. Yeah, you can, we can use whatever terms we want. Awesome. Would you like to tell everybody hello? The helm master. Oh, oh, she spoke this day. All right, good deal. (laughs) All right. So, um, we have, uh, it's been a while since we've been on, but yeah. uh, we've been here and um, excited to be back. We've been sitting in this studio. <laughs> yeah, for, for six, six months. months. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been challenging at times, but um, we're excited about beginning a new series. It's going to be a five week series entitled Influencers. And um, we're going to talk about how we as Christians, um, in this world, in our country specifically, um, how can we have influence? And, um, you know, as we were talking before we um, came on the air, is that the right word? On the air? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're not live, but we are on air, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Um, the light is on. The light is on. I don't, yeah, there's plenty. It's like of... WKRP. The there light, you go. WKRP, the light WKRP is on. good reference. Um, you know, that, that with all the, um, struggles that our country is going through right now that sometimes we can get overwhelmed by the things that we see in other parts of the country. And, um, you know, I know I've had some feelings of this and conversations with people about, hey, what what can we do? You know, because it feels like, you know, we're trying to stop the ocean, you know, from coming. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what sparked the the beginning of this um, this series was this idea of, you know, as believers, um, we do have influence. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it feels like, um, I use this phrase a lot, it feels like we're screaming into the wind mm-hmm. and it feels like nobody's listening and it feels like, you know, there's an avalanche of things coming. Um, but the Bible also says to not despise the small things. And so as we start this series, the, the idea, uh, especially today, is um, this idea that we, we're going to start where we are. And yep. so um, wherever you are today, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're feeling like you don't have any influence and you feel like you know what you're doing is not making a difference, um, we're going to kind of challenge you a little bit that um, everybody had to start where they were. And uh, I saw this the other day, um, so I'm kind of stealing it, uh, was this idea of, of wherever you are, wherever you're standing, draw a circle around your feet. And that's your sphere. That's where you start. And so that's where we're going to start. And we're going to kind of share some things today on, on our experiences of, of how uh, we did that, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, I think there's this um, – and I'll open this up to you guys. I think there's this mindset that – Somehow we have to do something great and international or national to uh, to make a difference in God's kingdom or make a difference in our in our world, 
And in reality, you don't see that. You you don't see people just going from zero to a hundred right away. You know, they they had to process. And so, um, you know, just in just quickly in in general, like what what's the first thing that comes to your mind, both of you, when you think of starting where you are? Doug, I'll start with you. Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, being involved in an in auto accident and then uh, mm. having the PTSD that came as a result of that mm. and then getting connected with other people who had gone through the same okay. kind of thing and God used it. Um, the other thing I think mm. of is uh, all of the kids that I've got at home and the time that I spend with them, mm. uh, talking to them. Um, sometimes it's late at night and we're having really significant conversations and I, I can see the ripple effect of talking with them and then they talk with other people, they invite other people mm-hmm. to church. There's, so, you know, God uses even things that, you know, on the surface they seem like they would be kind of like kind of insignificant things. But, yeah, um, yeah so that's that's what comes to mind. That's cool. Um, you know, I think of the the concept of that the most powerful influence you have is in a one-on-one relationship. Mm-hmm. So when you're starting where you are, you know, sometimes we think, well, I don't I don't have enough people in my circle to have influence. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's one person in your life, yeah. you have influence. Right. And you know, I'm fortunate enough and I'm very very grateful that I have the opportunity to be one of the regular teaching pastors mm-hmm. here at Brookwood. Mm-hmm. And that is a level of influence. Sure. sure. But where I affect the most lives the deepest is in my one-on-one relationships. Yes. Like the purpose of Sunday isn't for one person to influence a thousand people, it's to prepare a thousand people to influence one or two people in their own lives, mm. right? So... Yes, I have this sort of platform sometimes that I get to connect with God and God uses me to to do that, but where I have the most influence is the leaders that I work one-on-one with. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think of when I think of, you know, starting in your own sphere, even if you have a big sphere. Yes. Really the greatest influence is one-on-one. That's really good. So yeah. some of us may need to recognize that we have a sphere at all. Some mm-hmm. of us may need to shrink our sphere to be truly effective. That's mm-hmm. what that's what comes to mind. Interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, like even the, you know, for those of you listening, you know, if you're a single mom or single dad or, you know, like with Doug, you know, if, if you're fostering um, or, you know, you are uh, just prayer partners with someone, you know, you have a couple of friends, like what you're saying, Josh, is to, is to not discount that. Um, and... Realize that you can begin planting something different today uh, than maybe yesterday, um, and and I think it comes down to at the core is is really and we've talked a lot about this in our podcast before is this idea of submission you know or surrender to God because mm-hmm. um, I think there's this. Um, uh, uh, erroneous belief that you know people somehow become big influencers like on Instagram and different things and you know like that's the phrase they chose to use and mm-hmm. it's like but really is it an influence like influence the way that God sees it 
Right. Right. And I agree. It's you know, that's usually happening one on one. That's happening in the coffee shop. That's happening, um, you know, in the phone conversation. That's happening in, um, like you said, Doug, with with your kids and just sitting down and and having those those talks. Um, but to begin with, to say, you know, if 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 I want to influence people, first of all, the question has to be, why do you want to influence? Mm-hmm. You know, and we've talked a lot about this. Is it to build your kingdom or is it to build God's kingdom? You know, um, and and if it's not to build his kingdom, then that's probably where you need to start. You have to start with, OK, God, help me to surrender to where it's for your glory. Mm-hmm. Right. And as we even even as we go through this series, the last week is about how to give God, uh, give glory to God as opposed to myself, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And because God can do a whole lot more with one person that's surrendering to him than he can a bunch of people trying to build their own, right? Like, so when you look at the biblical example of the Tower of um, Babel, right? Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that it said that God had to stoop down to see what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And they thought it was a big deal because they had built this tower to the sky, right? Yep, but right. God had to stoop down to look at it. And what did God say? He's like, I'm going to mix up their language so that they can't do this. Yeah. You know, because they were doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah. I've been I've been working through um, Purpose Driven Life with a friend of mine who is, you know, seeking a closer relationship with God. And we were just reading this morning, actually, mm-hmm. a, a section about servanthood. And it pointed out that Jesus's entire life was about seeking out the menial tasks that nobody wanted to do or see, Mm -hmm. like washing other people's feet, the things Mm -hmm. that nobody else wanted to do, touching lepers. Mm. And the point that Rick Warren made in that book was Jesus didn't serve in menial tasks in spite of his greatness, but because of his greatness. Right. Right. What gives you influence, what gives you... Greatness is the menial servant things that you're willing to do, and that creates influence. That's good. So good. Yeah, I I was uh, looking at a few verses. Ephesians five uh, fifteen says, "Make the most of every opportunity because the mm-hmm. days are evil." Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one, Second uh, Corinthians five eleven says, "Because we understand our uh, fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others." Um, so um, that's what we're called to, is to mm-hmm. persuade others, even if it means um, starting off small. In in some ways, I think if we are looking at things internationally, mm-hmm. like you said, yeah. um, our vision is too small. You know, we need to have a vision that includes the small things right. and, and looking at it as a way to serve the Lord, not as a way, like you said, to build our own kingdom. Right. And it's ironic that God uses those small tasks, those small things, to accomplish great things. Yeah, you know, um, just like the what is it the, the parable that talked about the uh, the mustard seed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts mm-hmm. off really small. So don't be don't be thrown off by the fact that you're doing something that I've asked you to do that is something small right now. Mm-hmm. Um, God can use it for for something great, and we all have a sphere of influence. Every right. single one of us. Um, so, you know, each of us has a, a group of people that he has given 
to us and entrusted us with, um, whether it's our family, our friends, our coworkers, uh, extended family. Um, you have a unique set of people that God has assigned to you, mm. and we are called to make the most of those relationships while, right. while the time is here. And I think the way that we do that is because we are human, and we make mistakes, and we don't always necessarily do the right thing. So the best way to have influence over the people that God has put in your sphere, the people that God has entrusted you with, is to make sure that you are being influenced by Him. Yes. So I think part of starting where we are mm-hmm. in our small circle, step one, I think, is is my primary influence God? Right. That's great. Because if my primary influence isn't God, that's when I'm going to be yelling into the wind. That's mm-hmm. when, rather than having influence, I'm going to be adding to the noise. We see that mm-hmm. on social media all mm-hmm. the time. Yes. That people are adding to the noise, adding not having noise. influence. Yeah. And and. You know, when you are influenced by God, then people are drawn to your influence. Right. So what you said at the beginning, Gene, is sometimes it feels like we're trying to hold the ocean back, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in our humanity, if we try to hold the ocean back, we get nowhere and we're probably going to drown. Right. But if we're a reflection of Christ, the same way the moon is a reflection of the sun, the ocean is drawn mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Right? So... In this sense of being an influencer, who is influencing you? Because if it's the world or social media, you're going to drown. But if your primary influence is Christ, others are going to be drawn to you, and the work, it becomes automatic. It becomes natural. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it becomes an outflow of, of who you are. Yeah. Because you're being transformed into the likeness of Christ. And like you said, Christ did not see those menial tasks as something that was underneath him. Um, And, you know, a a great example of something that we've done here is I'm on the um, School Improvement Council at Malden High School, and I got into a conversation with one of the members who is a social worker who works there, and we started talking about how there were several kids who – were coming to school, but who were um, coded as homeless and, you know, trying to think of what we could do and how we could help them. And then, you know, long story short, the last two and a half years, we've been in partnership with them and um, the women's ministry um, uh, has a sign-up sheet. They bring food and they put it in a, um, a, a green cart in our concourse and then at some point during the week, I load that into my car and I take it over there to the high school and then we take it to, there's a little closet that she has. And then every Friday, um, she sends kids home with a backpack full of food, packed full. And like we were talking about before we got on the air is, you know, um, it, I can't feed the whole world, mm-hmm. right? But I can... I can help and be a part of those 25 to 35 kids mm-hmm. who whose families get fed every weekend, right? And you've changed their world. Right. Right. It may not be the whole world. Right. But God has used you to change those lives. Yep. And so I think, you know, helping all of us have this mentality of, um, you know, starting inwardly, mm-hmm. right? Now, you can't stay there. You know, you you can't, um, you know, you 
you, you can't hold on to this and, and hog this relationship with God, right? You can't, because then you'll become proud, right? You'll puff up. But as you go inward and as you start where you are, and, and we'll get into this in the next couple of weeks, is then, you know, you start looking outward and go, okay, how do I express this? Kind of what we, what David Hardy said last week about it, you know, we express our faith in love, you know, to our community, to those that are around us. And that community could be uh, uh, the people across the street. It can be our own family. Yeah. It can be someone who walks in to church on Sunday. It could be the person that you see at the store, yeah. right? It could be any opportunity. But like you said, Doug, like those opportunities are around us all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would say this as well is that, you may not think that people are paying attention to you, but people are watching, right? We're, we're never neutral. We're either influencing someone in a good way or we're influencing people in a negative way. Right. And people would say, well, but they don't really recognize me. Then I would consider that a negative because like we talked about earlier, we are supposed to have influence. Like the world is supposed to look at the believers and go, I want what you have. Yep. Right. And I say this often, you can't give away what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have this relationship with God, that's where you start. If you don't have that intimacy with God, and we've done other podcasts on that, that's where you start, but you don't stay there. You do that and you start looking for those options and those opportunities that are out there so that you can use what he gave you. You know, yeah. this idea that we're conduits, right? We're conduits of his love, not necessarily biblical knowledge or look at how great I am, but it's his love, right? You love as you've been loved. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where we're going to go over the next five weeks is, um, you know, start off by taking a a good inventory. Look, see our thing. You like that? It always comes back to the inventory. (laughs) Look at at what's (laughs) happening on the inside. And you know what? If you're at a place where you're like, man, I'm not in a really good place. Well, you know, you can give us a call at 688-8355, and, and we'll be happy to walk with you through that because, um, you know, the Bible says that that there's a big field out there, mm-hmm. but the workers are few. And so we need more workers. We, we, we need more influencers. Mm-hmm. We need more people who um, are willing um, to, to kind of take that plunge inward first and then use it to, um, to be... Um, Really, God's ambassadors, yeah. right? Um, and I'll I'll end on this piece, and then you guys can can end as well. Um, but it's what I like about the Marines. Um, I, when I was a teacher, I was able to go to boot camp for a week, which was fun. But talking with some of the the drill instructors and some of the, the one of the guys was a colonel, and he made an interesting point. He said, "We bring them in, and we accept them where they are." And he goes, "And then we break them down." so that we can build them back up. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how often does God do that with us, right? Mm-hmm. We come to him and and he says, I love you. You know, I created you. You're my child. I love you. And we get saved. And then he says, now I've got to start chipping that stuff off of you that's not good and replacing it with something that's better. Yeah. Right. As I heard someone say the other day, he chromes you out with Jesus. I don't know if that's biblically correct, but <laughs> I liked the reference. Um, and so we would love to do that with anyone who wants to take a walk with us, right? Yeah. But don't be intimidated. 
No. Yeah. We not at all. We'll start where you are. Yep. Start where you are. Yep, yep. And we'll just go one step at a time. Yep. Josh, any last thoughts? I think that was my That was last your last thought, thought. <laughs> yeah. Doug? I just think it's interesting how we're coming full circle. On Sunday, we had heard that... Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's not about winning an argument or trying to trying to get your point across. It's really about expressing the love of God, loving people, speaking the truth, but speaking the truth in love. Mm. Um, and uh, that's really what we've all been called to do. We have a we have a calling to influence. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, let's pray, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up. Lord, we, uh, we do thank you for giving us uh, time and space to meet. And uh, God, as we journey over these next five weeks, Lord, I, I do pray that those listening would, um, would see their worth in you, uh, would realize they have a purpose in your kingdom, and God, that you would direct their path first inward, but then outward. And God, help us to, to uh, be stewards of that. Help us to be good stewards of that. Uh, whatever it is you bring within our sphere, I pray that um, we're able to um, direct people to you uh, because we know that that's where healing takes place, that's where transformation takes place, that's where life is. And so uh, we just thank you for that. And Jesus, is in your name we pray. Amen. 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 We'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If we can be an encouragement to you or you just want to connect with us at Brookwood Care Ministries, you can call us at 864-688-8355 or you can visit us at brookwoodchurch.org care.